Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's the 3rd of May and on today's podcast we're going to be chatting to TDA journalist Tom Crowley about everything to do with the housing market. It's become a hot election topic and Tom's here to tell you just why that is. But first, Sam, what is making headlines in the news today? A very interesting day ahead, Zara. It is expected the Reserve Bank of Australia will raise interest rates at a meeting today. Hope you liked that pun for your Tuesday. This comes as prices rose 2.1% in the first three months of 2022 and 5.1% over the past 12 months. Qantas announced yesterday it plans to operate non-stop flights from Sydney to London and New York by the end of 2025. The flights will be about 20 hours long, making them the longest passenger flights in the world. India and Pakistan have experienced several days of extreme heat with temperatures above 45 degrees. The heatwave, which is unusually early this year, is a health risk to millions of people and has led to power and water shortages and affected key crops. The UN says temperatures are expected to ease over the next few days. Finally, to some good news for your Tuesday morning, the Australian women's rugby sevens team has secured their first World Series title since 2018. After play, Lily Dick scored a try in the final seconds of the match against New Zealand. An Australian Labor government will help you achieve the great Australian dream of home ownership. Our plan is for Australians to own their own home, not for the government and Anthony Albanese to own your home. All right, so for today's deep dive, I'm joined in person, very special, by Tom Crowley. He's a journalist here at TDA. And look, Tom, I know you're a really good journalist. You understand politics, but you don't need to be the best in the biz to tell me I can't afford a house right now, but you can provide some insights into why that might be. So start from the beginning. Why are we talking about housing today? Thank you, Zara. It's wonderful to be here. Of course, I normally record the podcast remotely from Melbourne, but it's nice to be in Sydney this week. I think it's fair to say that houses are not very affordable in either of those cities, Melbourne and Sydney, definitely. At the epicentre of this housing crisis, it's a problem that's been going on for years and years. And I think the best way, so we had a graph in a story that we did about this last week. You can't really describe a graph very well in a podcast, but let me try. The quickest thing and the quickest way to explain the problem is that housing prices have basically more than tripled in the last 20 years. And you compare that to wages and, and wages haven't even doubled. And so the price of housing has been increasing so much faster than what people are earning and what the cost of a house represents relative to the size of how much we earn and how much most people have saved up is so much larger. And so we have this kind of, you know, really significant housing affordability crisis. It's been growing for a long time. There were points during COVID where we wondered whether that might turn the corner, but it didn't. House prices continued to go up really sharply during the pandemic. We're just starting to see the signs that we might have reached the top of that housing price growth. But Um, We've been talking a lot about cost of living. We've been talking a lot about inflation and the idea that interest rates go up. That's something that's going to make mortgages more unaffordable. It's just a a crisis that keeps on going and going. And I think there's a lot of scepticism among young people that they will ever be able to afford a house as a result. I share in that scepticism, but you just alluded to the fact that we might have hit our peak. What indicates that might be the case? Yeah, so we're quite reliant on data from some sort of private sector companies that monitor house prices to give us a sense of where things are tracking. The two main ones are CoreLogic and Domain, and both of them have shown either kind of very, very small drops in Melbourne, Sydney and Canberra over the last month or so, 
or else sort of flatlining. In some of the other capital cities, the prices are still going up quite significantly, but it's starting to slow. And a lot of the kind of, you know, housing market experts and and people who watch house prices are suggesting that that has something to do with um, this sort of inflation issue that we're seeing and with, again, the risk that that might lead to higher interest rates. Higher interest rates, there's no need to go into all the technical details, but the biggest relevance for housing is it makes mortgages more expensive. And so that sort of cooling off interest in the housing market might be why we're starting to get to the crest of this very, very large rise. All right, now I don't want to preempt much of the election work we'll be doing in the later weeks, but talk me through what is actually in the hands of the government. What can the government, the government being lowercase the government, what can they do to actually fix this crisis? What's within their capability? Yeah, it's a a really good question and I could talk for 10 or 15 minutes about it, but um, I I won't outstate my welcome. I think the, the quickest way to summarise it, and TDA's written lots about this in the past, is is that you can look at the demand for housing and you can look at the supply for housing. And people tend to think we've got issues on both sides. So on the demand side for housing, there's often sort of criticism about how many kind of attractive reasons there are for investors to buy up a lot of housing. And that sort of pushed a lot of demand, not just people who want to buy homes to live in, but people who want to buy homes as investment vehicles. That's sort of one of the big issues that's been raised on the demand side. On the supply side, quite simply, you know, it's it's a question of whether there are enough houses. And that's something that's not just for the federal government, it's sort of, you know, state governments and local councils that that get involved in nitty gritty planning decisions and that sort of thing that affect the housing supply. So it's a complex issue, it affects governments at, at many different levels, but there certainly are lots of things on both of those sides that governments can do. And we've had a little bit of discussion about it in this election campaign. Okay, and we're talking about this today especially because over the weekend Labor announced its new housing policy. Can you just give a quick update on what that policy is and what we can expect from the coalition? Yeah, so it's a policy that's all about the demand for housing from Labor that we've heard over the weekend, and it is basically a plan for the government to chip in to buy houses for for about 10,000 people, so to chip in 40% of the value for the house that the government pays and the government owns, and with the idea that that would make housing affordable for the 10,000 people a year who get access to that yeah, program. Yeah, so I was just going to say, so not for everyone. Not for like everyone, it, no. Like the first home buyer scheme, it does have a cap to it. It does. So yeah, 10,000 a year is the cap for that. And I think the the easiest point of contrast, you mentioned the coalition there. So the coalition announced an expansion to its sort of first home buyer, again, demand support in the budget this year. And and that's sort of something that they pointed to in response. And that's more about acting as a guarantor for a mortgage. So the, the government basically steps in and says, look, we'll underwrite the mortgage so that this home buyer doesn't have to buy the sort of normal insurance that you that you do, which sort of takes a little bit off the deposit for a house. And they've uh, offered that to about 50,000 people. It's sort of a slightly, I suppose you could say, a smaller investment for the government that's available in the coalition's policy to a larger number of people. So that's on the demand side. Labor also has some supply side policies to do with constructing social housing and you know community and affordable housing. And the Greens have some policies in that area as well. But but most of the focus in the in the housing affordability discussion this election has been on that demand side. It's really interesting, and it's certainly something that affects not just young people, but is something that is certainly top of mind for us. We're going to be putting a poll, Tom, to our audience later this week so that we can understand a bit how they're feeling in the lead up to this election on issues about housing. 
Until that time, though, I reckon that is all we can discuss on today's episode of The Daily Oz. Thanks for jumping on, Tom. Thank you for having me. And if you want to stay up to date on the news of the day, follow us on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 350,000 Aussies get their news every day. And of course, we'd love to have you over there as well. Have a wonderful day.